To help manage your energy use, Duke Energy offers assistance programs and services, including budget billing, which gives customers better control over their energy spending by establishing predictable monthly payments. Online savings calculators, which help customers understand how their homes use energy and how they can potentially reduce their consumption and better manage their summer bills. Eligible homeowners can get a free home energy assessment, which includes an energy efficiency starter kit containing LEDs, an energy efficient showerhead, and switch and outlet energy seals. This public service announcement is sponsored by Duke Energy. Duke Energy presents Stage and Stuff, promoting arts and entertainment in and around Hendricks County. Interviews conducted by Peg Glover and Deanna Hinesley, with commentary by Amy Scott and Shane Ray. Welcome to Stage and Stuff. I'm Deanna Hinesley, and I'm here today with my co-host, Peg Glover. Hi, Peg. Hey, Deanna, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here today. I am really glad to be here today, too. There's so much great stuff happening in Hendricks County. It's such a wonderful thing to be able to bring that to our listeners. It is. And we have our special guest with us today, uh, Russ Boosie. Welcome, Russ. Welcome. Hey guys. We're glad that you're with us today, and we're going to find out a little bit about what Russ does and uh, what his talents are today. So, I think that you're a transplant twice, right? That's true. I was born Mm -hmm. in Indiana, and then when I was a young teenager, we moved to California. So, a lot of my high school, college years were California, and then uh, my dad was a federal employee, so he came back to Indiana, and we are such a close family that I... My mom really basically just told me I was coming home, but <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened. Good. We do what we do what our mom tells us, right? So that's right. right. Even as an adult, then, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Good. But you went to college in California. I went to Cal State, right? yeah, uh-huh. in Fullerton, and uh, I studied broadcasting. Actually, oh. it turns out you have to move all the time. <laughs> If you do that. <laughs> so I couldn't obey my mom and do that. So, <laughs> Well, that's good. But we're, we're glad that you're back in Indiana. And you've been there for a while. And Yeah, since the 90s, yeah. Okay. Well, um, you know, the question I always have for musicians is, because I come from a musical family, I always wonder if you come from a musical family. And I think not. Really not. Um, I think my grandfather, my grandfather died when I was so young, and most of my grandparents were gone, um, either when I was really little or already gone. Um, I think he played piano a little bit, you know, but he definitely was not a formally, you know, trained pianist or anything. Uh, my brother bought a guitar, but I don't think he ever really played it, but I picked it up. Um, I my mom and I would watch any kind of educational TV a lot of times. And there was a special on European jazz and Django Reinhardt was a gypsy guitar player that played a lot of American jazz, but sort of a European gypsy version of it. I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So I said, I want to do that. Of course, no one in the world knows what it is or likes it. So you can't, (laughs) can't really make a living doing that. But I absolutely love that music to this day. So that's, that's kind of what got me playing. I think I would have been maybe nine years old. Okay. You know, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd somewhere around there, nine or ten years old. And But by the, when I started playing, that was it. I knew that's what I was going to do. And, you, you know, my dad really didn't even know. 
that I played. So, <laughs> well, that's you, a great story. Tell, yeah, the, the protocol on that in our house was ask for a guitar, ask your dad. He said no, so she got me one anyway. And then I went to take guitar lessons, ask your dad. He said no, so she got me lessons anyway. <laughs> and I went to lessons. By the time he knew I could play, I'd taken lessons for a long time. So he was like, well, you really learned how to play. I'm like, yeah. so that's kind of the story of me starting but then I liked it so much it was you know I would wake up in the morning thinking about you know playing guitar it's it's funny how how much we change but how much we stay the same I I got my first fly rod fly fishing rod when I was a kid about the same time and I still and I rode a bike all the time and same things I do now I play guitar fly fish, ride a bike. I do exactly what I did when I was 10 years old. So well, whatever guitar, that means. Yeah. Guitar is you, is your instrument and that's what you love to do. Yes, absolutely. So, um, it's nice that you've been able to do that all of your life. Um, you were left-handed though. And how do you develop? So when I was a kid, you couldn't really find left-hand guitars at guitar stores. I mean, you know, guitar stores weren't you know, nowadays with the internet, you you have all these options, but whatever guitar they had at a local guitar store is what you were going to buy or at Sears or whatever, you know. And so we bought me a right-handed guitar and we strung it upside down and I played that way for the first couple of years. Strung it upside mm-hmm. down? That's, That's what we had to do then. how that works. It, but the buttons are in your way, you know, because they're on the oh, bottom. When I can't yeah. do physical things, but the buttons are, to, to, to explain on the radio, the buttons are on the bottom. All of a sudden, they're on the top and where your arm's turning all of them where it doesn't need to be. So, And eventually, my brother, who really never played with his guitar at all, it was a right-handed guitar. And he goes, nobody plays left-handed guitar. Just play this guitar. So I just switched. And I think it was a couple of years into me playing at that point. But that, So that's kind of what happened. So I started playing that at that time. So was it hard to switch from left to right? That's an interesting question because it happened so long ago to me. Um, you know, in some ways, I think it was an advantage because it, you know, it puts my dominant hand on the on the fretboard of the instrument mm-hmm. instead of you know. It, so rhythmically, it, it changes how you approach doing things. But I think it put my more coordinated hand right on the fretboard where it belongs. And uh, and the funny thing is when. Uh, you always say my sister is so left-handed she can't turn a doorknob with her right hand. <laughs> and uh, we moved from Marion County to like in the country. But even when I was a kid at Indianapolis Public School, they wouldn't let you write left-handed. So that is I, true. You know, there so, was a time when they forced left-handers. To yes. Write well, right I always hand. know when people are about my age, especially because mm-hmm. generally speaking, like you know, we have a lot of moms come in and almost always women can write better than men you know you have a lot nicer handwriting but if they don't have nice handwriting i'm like did you go to indianapolis public school because <laughs> i can tell they can't write all they do is make you no handed because they put the pen in my other hand by the time we moved angie started school my sister started school and she can write beautifully with her left hand when you were playing with your upside down guitar mm-hmm. how did that work with lessons i mean it doesn't matter i teach now at r music you know and i have Although strangely, and it's really funny that you asked me that because a lot of my students are left-handed and I think it's because our brains work that way. Because I've ended up with students 
who have taken lessons from a lot of people and stay with me who are left-handed. And I don't know exactly if I can explain that, but I think it has something to do with how we think. Because I can explain it. And I can explain it to them sort of, I always say I explain it counterclockwise. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, and they get it. It's really, it's actually really fascinating to me because I like, I can't swing a bat right-handed or a golf club. I have to, everything's left-handed like that. But Playing guitar, it just didn't matter to me. And uh, my when I when I get back to the shop today, uh, my first student back um, this afternoon, he's he plays right-handed and he's left-handed. Okay. And so it's it's really interesting. It's good so. to know. I'm, I'm surprised at that too. Well, you've talked a little bit about your shop. So not only do you play guitar and perform, but you also teach. Yes, I mostly teach actually. Um, I teach mandolin, bass, and guitar. Um, I use the piano to teach. I play piano and I use the piano to teach a lot because piano is laid out so much more logically than guitar. Every octave looks the same on a piano. Guitar, the real estate is, is like a, like a map where you say, turn left at the barn and go up to the (laughs) fence and piano looks the same all the time. So I usually try to kind of implant that, that initial roadmap from a keyboard and then trans transform it to a guitar for my students you know and uh but it is weird left-handed and right-handed students absolutely learn differently and 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 that's the other thing as a teacher you become a student of them because I try to learn how people process information and then give it to them that way some people are visual some people want it written down you know some people want a video an example of it so I just kind of learn that and how they do it and then we and I ask them and I you know get a report card from them. Are you learning this way? Tell me what would help you, you know? And if you're interactive with them, they'll stay and learn how to play. And, and it brings so much joy to them, you know, for people to have that to look forward to. I mean, it's always been tough. You know, when we came to Brownsburg, I think it was 2002, and we opened R&R Music, it was too early to have a music store here, especially with the kind of inventory that we put in there, you know? Um, The town wasn't very big, and it had never really had a big music store. It had a couple of little music stores over the years. Um, So we kind of had to wait, and then it really, we struggled because we had a huge fire. We were over there off of Northfield, right on the, where that, remember when they had the fire there, and kind of set everything back. And after that, the retail, and then the internet sort of took off. But the thing that's always been interesting to me is teaching, so that's why we're, we're kind of getting out of the retail at the shop now and teaching more. It's what really brings me joy anyway. I mean, trying to sell stuff cheaper than they can find on the internet is just not worth it. It's, you know, let them, let them do it if they're going to do it that way. If we stay alive and we have a teaching facility someday, if people want to go back and buy stuff, I mean, I took Karen, you know, one of my coworkers, we looked around and I said, look at all these retail spaces that don't have retail. It's Edward Jones, it's haircutting, it's almost all restaurants, but almost no retail stores. Retail is either on the internet or like at, you know, those what antique mall kind of things. That's really what's going on. And but the centers still don't get that yet. They're like still thinking that they can charge, but there's not enough profit in it for all these small retail businesses. But I considered just closing There, I considered just closing, but there's nowhere to, to take lessons in Brownsburg if we leave. My teachers lose their job, and then there's nowhere else. I don't want to take that away from Brownsburg. Well, of course you don't. 
And like you say, teaching is your love, but that's not all you do. You're right. a performer. Yes, I do. <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your performing and uh, the name of your band. And- well, I play in Big Daddy Caddy, and we have played around for about the last almost 20 years here. And I've had other bands. Right when I first moved here, I had a band before that. Um, and then I do a lot of stuff outside of Big Daddy Caddy. I do solo and duet gigs and, and that kind of stuff. I also do something that we'll start doing at Green Street, you know, right here in Brownsburg. We do that on the first and third Thursday of the month. It's called Russ and Friends. A lot of my students will come out. I hire good Russ rhythm section. Russ I and love Friends. It. <laughs> <laughs> and what what it is, it's not an open stage exactly, but for people who are learning, you know, the way you get better is to play with good people. So I hire good people to play with them. I have them all learn songs together. We kind of have a string of messages. Or, or, but if anybody's interested in doing that, all you have to do is reach out to me at r Music or find me on Facebook, you know, either Russ Busey or Big Daddy Caddy. I'll get the message. But I kind of tell the band what songs people are working on, and then they go up and play them in front of people, their families, you know, the people that are just there having wings at Brown County, I mean, at, at, at uh, Green Street. But, uh, and they are such a good supporter. I mean, Green Street's been, you know, Green Street is, is such a great pub and, and restaurant here in Brownsburg all these years. Kim and Kelly are the owners there, and they love music. And they had asked me to do, you know, to play there again, and I said, if I want to do that, I want to do this. I want to get people, I want to kind of get people learning and create a, a fun atmosphere for that. And I figured that might last a season. I think that was six years ago. <laughs> so, you know, we do it We do it in the fall and in the winter. We, we take the summer off, but it's been really neat. And I've seen a lot of people, bands have formed because of it. And so I just love it. It's really fun for me to get to be part of that. You know, it's a part of their education is playing, playing music and gives them a shot to play with really good people. You know, I can tell you're a teacher at heart. Yeah. It's interesting that although you didn't... Um, get educated in teaching you have learned and taught yourself to teach that's a good point you make yeah you know I think it's because you know because I've always thought teachers were underappreciated you know you go through school because they the remuneration is not what it should be a lot of times but the good ones do it because they love it and the best of them like I say are students of the people they teach I think you know and I've learned so much from the good teachers in my life. I just said, oh, well, I'll take that. <laughs> that thing that works, I'll try to do that, <laughs> you know, and encourage people. You know, I, I kind of think of this as, because a teacher at school, they have to go to. They don't have to come to me. They kind of volunteer to do it. So I kind of think of myself as their musical personal trainer more than a teacher. You know, <laughs> I got to motivate them. I got to get them going. I got to keep, keep ahead of them and say, hey. You know, let's let's get motivated. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Because people have busy lives, you know. That's but if true. they're going to pay me, I want them to get something for it. So, and I say the same thing to our teachers at the shop. I'm like, guys, learn how to do this. Be better at it all the time. Keep learning. If you're a teacher, you're a student. So. So do you have several teachers at the shop? Yep, we have. Uh, well, as we move into the new location, and what's the address of the new location? 205 East Main, right? Yeah, 205 East Main. In Brownsburg. In Brownsburg, thank you. 205 East Main in Brownsburg. Um, we'll have Brownsburg, Indiana. Brownsburg, thank you. Indi- <laughs> right. <laughs> Guide me where I need to go. Um, but uh, So we'll have 
uh, we teach several instruments. We have piano and ukulele and bass and guitar. We're not doing band instruments and stuff because they would be really loud for the location. What about mandolin? At. You yes, mentioned it yes, earlier. Yes, still do that too. And uh, I'm, I'm just intrigued with that, that you play I the mandolin that. as well. You know, my mom's family was from Kentucky, and a lot of them were bluegrass people. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I grew up kind of in... Uh, New Palestine Greenfield area out east and it was a lot of that music just for whatever reason and I love it I just love that music so to me the sound of mandolin was so pretty it is it's beautiful yeah it's just a beautiful it's in a weird range and and that you know it's 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 in the same kind of pitch range as a violin that's why it's mandolin you know really? I didn't mm-hmm. know that like a mandola is tuned like a viola toy. yeah yeah like mandocello would be tuned like a cello mm-hmm. a mandola is tuned like a, a viola oh. and then a mandolin is tuned like a violin how interesting we had a little um, music lesson today we sure did didn't we <laughs> sorry that something that I didn't... no 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 <laughs> we, we love, love that. that we love it <laughs> and I bring a lot of that to whatever um, it, it, like with Big Daddy Caddy I'll play a little bit of everything in the band but you know, I'm known mostly as a guitar player, I would say. Well, let's get to that, because I want to talk a little bit about Big Daddy Caddy. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Big Daddy Caddy. Uh, Build is Central Indiana's party band. <laughs> that grabs my interest right away. <laughs> well, maybe we, we do. We play a lot of different kinds of music. I mean, over the years, we play weddings sometimes. I don't love that. I love it if it's a fun wedding. Oh, don't say that. I, let me <laughs> say it this way. People they love can, who plays at the wedding. They can be work. <laughs> if, if it's a wedding that really needs a band, because that's what happens. When you play music, you know, your family, are you going to play at our wedding? And I'm like, if you were going to have a band anyway, then, then talk to me. But, mm. you know, a lot of weddings, depends on the age of the, you know, like middle-aged people get married. That's a great, that's great to have a band. Because all of the people are like the, you're right. You're you know right. what I mean. You know, if they're twenty, they listen the, to rap. We're yeah, not gonna the do song that. list doesn't always appeal to every age group. That's it. So if you have a wedding that has a lot of different, you know, age groups at it, mm-hmm. to me that's kind of what I do. I ask a lot of questions because it's expensive to have a band, and I want them to have a great wedding whether they have a band or not. That's really what it comes down to. So if I think that that it's the right you know right mix yes and then we do a lot of corporate you have to play gigs. to your audience you absolutely do. For, and you gotta have fun because mm-hmm. they can tell you know the, the audience knows if you're having fun or not you're right that makes that makes the evening well and that's the, the philosophy of our band and why it's like that I mean to me people get you know one Saturday a week right right yeah, everyone so if they're nice enough to go spend their one Saturday a week or whatever day of that week that they get to go out to see us play absolutely want to earn it and make sure that they pick the right place to go and have fun you know when i um visited uh, i think it was your facebook page anyway it talks about music influences and i see things like stevie wonder pink floyd dire straits the rolling stones <laughs> van halen the eagles acdc and it goes on santana which is one of my favorites my- santana so this goes on to some really really terrific artists that so many people really love. So my question to you is, do you just do cover or do you do original as well? In Big Daddy Caddy, because there's a certain kind of commercial aspect to it, I try to keep it mostly to that. Because to cover it, music? Yeah, because it's it's what people at They want to dance. They do. They or, want to sing or, along. Yeah, or they want to sing along. They want to have some familiarity with it. Sure. Now, I've played for so long around Indianapolis that if I want to do shows where I announce ahead of time that I'm going to do some of my music, 
actually we get a good crowd for that but they know and they're more in tune to that some of those are actually some of my more favorite things so you do have you do play some of your own Mm -hmm. work sure sure and do you publish any of this oh not very often to tell you the truth i'm so busy i just don't i don't i play on other people's records a lot of times Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um some of those artists will play together a lot of times i you know our industry has changed so much that it really has you know you know it used to be that you sold music and that's how you made money and right. then you went out to support it by playing music nowadays music doesn't sell it just gets stolen for the most part you know yeah the so, whole right thing with yeah. things like spotify what do you do and, and it, on youtube yeah. everybody puts everything on youtube are you on youtube yeah there's a lot of stuff i that's what I although thought. i never put anything on there there's tons of stuff on there really you've but, never posted wow. yourself it's been your fans <laughs> yes always i never put anything that is on great there. <laughs> i'm not the best self-promoter to be honest but it's funny there was a band that that it kind of drives me nuts. They're called Big Caddy Daddy. Oh, I know. Yeah. When I, I was looking you, you up and it popped up and I, I opened up this web page and suddenly it said based in Fort Wayne. And I was like, no, oh, no, no, no. no. I'm talking, we're talking no. about Brown. This is us. Guy. This is home. And then I read it. It was Big Caddy Daddy. I sent them a message and said, you know, guys, you really have, have caused me a lot of mm-hmm. scheduling problems. And they said, well, we're not changing it. We're so, not changing. Is that what they said? Oh, so, yeah. It is and, different. And it's not, it's not worth it for me to... Speaking of such, how did you get your name? <laughs> so, before we could post everything online, I used to just have like a voicemail number that would have like the next couple of weeks dates on it, and it would that was it. You just call it, and it'd be the we called it the the BDC hotline actually, and you just call it, and I put a voicemail on there every week telling what our next couple of shows were, or whatever. Um, but we also got some like refrigerator magnets that said you know the name of the band on it and and then we would send out a postcard to anybody that was on our mailing list and it oh, would those have, were the days yes <laughs> well casey was my my great friend casey she would help me with that and she lived in a house and this is a long time ago and she lived in a house that she rented in uh broad ripple indiana and uh one day while we're on the porch making the the flyers and we're actually putting the labels and the stamps because it's thousands of them you know so it takes us half the day to sit there and you know Mm -hmm. our tongue would completely run out of you know water but um this guy pulls up and i had been in a band called dr bellows which you might know from being the psychiatrist in I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, is that <laughs> That's really? That's where okay. I got it. He would always get confused by everything. I go, I like that. So we were Dr. Bellows for the first several years I lived here. And uh, and uh, so anyway, when when he pulled up into the, he was in a, I don't know what year, but a big old convertible Cadillac. And he was a big round dude with a big top hat on. And she goes, well, Big Daddy Caddy's here for the rent check. <laughs> true story Daddy. and I go oh, you just named a new band <laughs> I love it and it, that was 20 years ago when well, that happened and I like the fact that when you have less than four or five people you're called Little Daddy Caddy yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. then we become and if it's not very many people in Big Daddy Caddy but other people I hire that's when it's usually Russ and friends so okay. and or sometimes like sometimes I'll play duets like at the slippery noodle in downtown and usually it's just my name if we do that Mm -hmm. so but uh, and then i'll play with other bands too i like to do that because 
then I get to be just guitar dude. I don't have to go up and be front man guy, and I can go up and just play guitar, which is what I really love to do. Yes. I mean, I'll sing or whatever, but what, I, what, what I'm really drawn to, and you were talking about Santana. Mm-hmm. I lost my dad right at the end of last year and on the 30th, and we played New Year's Eve. We do a lot of times at Brown County, uh, at the Brown County Inn down in Nashville, Indiana. And he died the day before New Year's Eve, and in my adult life, I've played every year. Have you really? Yes, and he's been to every one of them. And so he wasn't at that one. So his favorite music was Santana. So it was really tough. I played all of his favorite songs. I tried not to cry the whole time, <laughs> you know. Sure. But And sure. he danced at every one of our shows all night, and he would say, um, you haven't played very much Santana tonight. I'm like, I know. I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> I used to tell him, I'm like, you're going to drop dead on the dance floor dancing all night like that. And he goes, that's how I want to. And I go, do you know how inconvenient that's going to be for me? Because you wait till late in the night. (laughs) So Santana is a huge influence for me. And uh, that sort of Latin bluesy Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, maybe because some of my family history is Basque, which is northern Spain. Maybe that's oh, is that right? Yeah, maybe so, that is. Yeah, so maybe that's why I like that. I don't really know. Yeah. But. Santana's last album, I think, came out in the 90s. Yeah, he doesn't put out and a lot of pop records sing, anymore. He I, never did sing, really. He never did sing? I thought he did. I no. thought is he, when he brought, put out his last album. He, he always was, hired great vocalists. Yes. And uh, he kind of has that B.B. King role. He just, except for B.B. would sing and answer himself with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Santana just answers whoever's so singing with his guitar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of those guys are my favorite. B.B. King and Eric Clapton and those guys. I love all that bluesy, you know, I don't know. It's just got and a lot of And their audience depth. favorites, absolutely. absolutely. Particularly people my age. Yeah, you know, and it's funny, kids, because I'm seeing this with young kids, like a 14-year-old kid started taking lessons yesterday. And a lot of my students are people who already play and adults, but I like to take a certain amount of kids because I'm, I like to stay fresh and what's coming up and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what do you like? And he goes, oh, I like Eric Clapton and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay. And, and my son's in his 20s, and that's what he likes. I'm, of course, he's probably biased because he's had to listen to me play all of his life. But, but young, because young, there's really not a lot of... So like I said, everything's changed so much. What's, what's popular on the radio, a lot of it, there's not even drums on a lot of stuff. It's just machines and everything, which that is fine. That is so true. Did you notice See, that? See, you think that's fine. I don't think that's fine. I, you that know, kind of bothers me, but that's a whole other topic. I yeah. It, I mean, obviously, as a musician who, who spent countless hours, you know, honing, mm-hmm. that, honing that, that skill, skill and that craft, um, I like to... To see that, I also I believe that people who do that, you know, the skill of becoming good at something is a skill unto itself. You're exactly right. Right. I mean, if you get good at one thing, you knew what it took to get mm-hmm. good at something. To me, that's why music's so important for these kids. A lot of times, being good at reading on your cell phone, I'm not sure is going to help them as much as that other stuff. At, at least in a, in terms of bringing joy to themselves and others. The one thing that I never knew. My favorite thing about Big Daddy Caddy is I see the friendships over the years. Because mm-hmm. I have people who have been to see me play from the first Big Daddy Caddy shows 20 years ago till now. The band is made up of people that are half my age or, or younger than that that have grown up in the shop and then always wanted to come out when they were kids to see and see us at St. Malachi because we've done that for years and years. Um, our bass player right now, Ryan, is he's... 
he's been coming in my store since he was a kid. He owns the launch pad in, in Plainfield, which is another oh, teaching yeah. Yeah, yeah, another teaching facility. It sure is. And he you know, he told me, he said a lot of the influence of you, you know, and I've always felt we're kind of the guitar dude missing link between adult and kids for for you know mm-hmm. you have a lot of that's a good point you know what i mean because we get mm-hmm. to reach kids in a different way because if you're cool and i'm really not but they think i am so that's okay oh come on <laughs> now, any man who plays a guitar and sings See? in a band See, is that's, cool that's the myth and i'll let you I've go ahead and believe say, that I, I did this so i could get checks <laughs> i did it because I think music chose me. Well, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But but I know I know a lot of people that they thought, boy, that'll make me. That'll make me out. The women are gonna love me. I was just that kid who said, "I'm like, you know, my bed and played my guitar mm-hmm. all the time." I never even considered there might be somebody interested in coming out and watching that. That's why it's been such magic to me to see the people that it brings together. Like one day, Dad and I were driving in the state fair, which is right now, and there was a group of six or seven girls that were walking in, and I go, and of course, they go right to my dad's side of the car, not mine. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the work, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's got the following, right? And, but then we drove away. I said, Pops, you know, they all know each other from coming out and see the band, and now they all hang out and go to the fair together. To me, I just feel so lucky to get to be part of that. Yeah, music is the universal language. I agree. It really and is. Speaking of St. Malachi, yeah. you're going to be playing there. We will be, Big Daddy Caddy will be playing there on the Saturday. I think it's the 21st of September. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's always the third Saturday or whatever it is. Um, but uh, and we've played that on and off for a long time, and it's really fun because it's family. You know, some of the clubs we play, kids can't come. In that, in that event, all of our students that come out to the shop get to come and, you know, get to see a whole different side of their dorky teachers up there <laughs> playing, you know. And uh, so, yeah, and that's really a fun event for me. It's a great, you know, all the way from when St. Malachi was where the Arbuckle is now, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, boy, and boy, hasn't our town changed. Yes, it has. Dramatic. It has. You know, um, in listening to you talk, it seems to me you're, like you're a real mentor of people, of children and adults. And I think you told me that that was what was in your heart. It is, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, they, if they come in and, and you can reach them in that way and say, you know, you can do something positive. You can bring joy to people. You don't have to do, you know, and, and even that, nowadays it's even different because... When I, you know, I've been teaching most of my life, but nowadays you got to get them off the video games. And, you know, I'll watch kids in our shop and their mom will be sitting there and they're sitting across from each other. And I see them smiling back and forth and they're texting each other. They're not even talking to each other and they're <laughs> sitting two feet from each other. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, how are you going to get into this world doing what we're doing here? You know, speaking. Mm-hmm. If you can't look at people when you talk to them, if you can't talk to people, I'm thinking... We're going to be a bunch of droids if we don't. (laughs) And you know, you're so right. Whether they end up performing on stage or not, I know in my family, when we all get together, several guys bring their guitars in the family, and they all sit down, and we all sing along and play the piano. And it just adds so much joy. And you're a music lover, right? I am, And you are too, right? I am, and I was going to quote you because I think that when we talked last time, you said that something, music is just noise. (laughs) If no one is listening. That's and I it. thought that was very profound. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's well, true, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, if you leave the mic in front of me, I'll say just about anything. So you guys are okay. guiding me beautifully. <laughs> yeah, so September 21st at St. Malachi's. Yep. And then the address of your new 
205 East Main Street, and it'll be it'll still be R and R music. I, I don't I don't know if I'll be because it's always been R and R music central. We'll stay with the same kind of name, but basically we are going to be a, a lesson studio. That's what we're going to be. Um, and and because of my schedule opening up now, not having to do retail, we probably will have openings. Um, we Good. stay pretty busy, but Did I'll, you have I'll a make telephone it easy. number or a website. Y- they you can know visit? what? The best thing to do is just call my my phone because that's my business phone anyway, and I use it for the band and the store. It's three one seven four three zero two five seven one. I'll say it again: three one seven four three zero two five seven one. Or you can find me on Facebook or Big Daddy Caddy on Facebook or R Music on Facebook. Um, any of those ways, if you contact me, I'll contact you back um i hope to be in the new location on september 1st we'll probably do like a sale and get rid of a lot of our inventory if you want to look out for that before then in the next few weeks um you know i think we, we can still kind of use that spot where we over on, on uh, what is that 1040 east main now and that where the chase bank and sal's is over there that's where mm-hmm. we've been we've been there for a long time great people that own that it's just like i said i i want to do what you know it's as we talked just for a moment the other day, I, you know, kind of what I what I want to do now is sort of re-gear and, you know, losing my dad has been a profound impact on me. My family's close. You know, my sister and I are the only ones left now. And uh, we've lost my brother and my mom and dad. And, uh, and we stay very close. And uh, she said, you need to do what you love to do. Teach people talk about the things you love you know help maybe help some of these businesses stay alive help promote you know i have See, a lot this is of your legacy it is that's what you're talking about now. it is it's your legacy and i've been doing this long enough and i still love it and you know there's a lot of businesses in brownsburg this is such a you know can i t- do i have time to just kind of tell why the store is here i came out here only because i like this town that's it I came out here and I love Hendricks County and so I just came here. So what I want to do now that I've had all these years to make contacts and you know and exposure mm-hmm. to I want to try to I'm going to kind of gear my Facebook. I might even change it up a little bit and put some educational things on there. Maybe even some stuff about bicycles and fly fishing and everything else. So anyway, so that's kind of what I have planned. Well, we sure appreciate you being our guest today, Russ. It was a, a yes, fun and interesting day. It really day. is. Can you tell me more about the mandolin, which I love but didn't even know the, the background of it. Well, thank you guys so much for having us you know shane and this radio station is a huge part of our town and i just as soon as you as soon as you contact me i'm like oh yeah absolutely we're all in this together so (laughs) we are well thank you for being here well absolutely thanks guys and peg has um, a little bit to tell us about next month before we close next month uh we're gonna have brian russellberg and he is a curator of visual art and he has a show in November, I believe it's November 8th, called Make an Impression. And it is an art juried competition for all high school students in Hendricks County. What fun. It is great fun, and it's just a, a beautiful thing to see. And, and their artwork will stay up for a month. Good. And there are also monetary awards for some of the best. So high school students out there, get online, find Make an Impression, and Good. get your work submitted. Well, that sounds great. We'll look forward to that next month. And thank you. Thank you for uh, joining us today on stage and stuff. And we hope to have you listening to us again in September.
Duke Energy says in the event a customer is unable to pay a past due bill, customer service specialists are available to discuss a customer's situation and provide assistance to meet the customer's specific needs. And customers who have more than 12 months of usage history at their current residence may qualify for one of the billing and payment plans that gives customers the option of levelizing monthly payments. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling one 800 521-2232.